Hi, this is Christine Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to episode 131 of the Deep South Dharma podcast, being released Sunday, May the 9th, 2021. The title of this week's talk is Change Again. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had the opportunity to talk to people who live in a variety of places in the U.S. um, and even been in some situations where I've gotten to listen to other people speak from other countries and really am so aware of the fact that um, change is constant, but also there are certain seasons that can appear to us to have more change than others depending on where we live, what we're experiencing. Some people are living in places where the pandemic continues to rage on and there hasn't been a lot of change for them over the last few months. Other people live in places where uh, things are sort of changing back toward what used to be normal. And what's really interesting is people are having all kinds of mixed feelings about that. People who are glad for the pandemic to pass, of course, may have many things they're glad about, not only in general, hoping that people experience good health and freedom from COVID, but also um, gladness to feel more free to visit friends, that kind of thing. But also there is some loss going on as people, you know, we are so adaptable and so many of us had sort of reified uh, a sense of self, a sense of here's the routine, here's what life looks like now, and here it is changing again. So this really puts me in mind um, of the first and second noble truth. You know, um, the first noble truth, as the Buddha taught it, is that there is suffering and um The second noble truth that suffering has a cause, uh, which is clinging. And what the Buddha is pointing out, and I'll just go ahead and say, although most of anybody listening to this probably knows, the third noble truth is that freedom from suffering is possible. And the fourth noble truth is that there is this path, this path that covers eight broad areas of life uh, that that, uh, gives us a path toward freedom. From suffering. And so what the Buddha is pointing out with this collection of truths is that spiritual growth is not about um, sort of seeing one thing or one truth or having one big insight, that suffering is a process that we are participating in, and so is freedom from suffering. And so um, this recognition that the suffering that we experience is not about 
impermanence in and of itself, but about clinging. So that's what I want us to develop further today. Um, and even within Buddhism, you can get some confusing teachings that life is suffering because of what are called the three characteristics. And I, I just want to highlight the, the Buddha did not have you know, a formalized teaching around here are the three characteristics and these are the reason for suffering. Um, in certain circles, we're introduced to the three characteristics of impermanence, uncertainty, and um, what we might say is powerlessness. Um, so the, the in Pali language, the, the, the words for these characteristics are anicca, dukkha, and um, anatta. But actually, what are called the three characteristics are actually not three distinct qualities of life, but three different ways that the Buddha was pointing out this same reality. Um, impermanence seems like a problem when we are grieving or adjusting and finding it difficult. But then when impermanence allows a, a cold or a stomach flu or a pandemic to pass, we're pretty grateful for impermanence. Um, when, uh, you know, a difficult mood passes or a difficult job comes to an end, right? So it, it's not impermanence that's the problem. And under dukkha, where we have just sort of that unpredictable, unsatisfactory, sort of the uncontrollable nature of life, um, that's another way of saying the same thing, that we live in an impermanent realm. Um, so this second word, dukkha, this constant, unpredictable way that things just sort of break down. And on, on an everyday level, it's just that, that quality of life that makes it hard to plan, right? You're saving up for a vacation and suddenly here comes along a car repair or a travel ban due to health, world health concerns um, that interfere with your plans for vacation. But then also uncertainty is allows for excitement, allows for pleasant surprises, allows us to have um, calling in the, re the, the reflection of uncertainty can also help us not make ourselves miserable with um, our assumptions about how terrible something's going to be. Oh, I'm going to have to deal with so-and-so. Um, at the family gathering or at that work meeting. And it's just, that's going to be terrible. Um, and when the fact is, it's uncertain whether the person's going to be there. It's uncertain whether you're going to make it there. And even if you both make it there, it may be just fine. So again, um, again, impermanence, uh, uncertainty, anicca, dukkha, these are, are actually factors of what it's like to live in the world and they in and of themselves are not the reason they suffer. These are descriptions from different angles that point to the same thing. And then this third thing, uh, this third way of talking about what life is like called anatta, this third way of saying it is, is this understanding that conditions are not self. Um, it is not that there is no self. <laughs> in fact, the Buddha very explicitly said when people would say, is, okay, is, is there a self? He was like, that's not it. Is there no self? That's not it. The, the Buddha very explicitly taught the dangers of getting caught up in that particular debate. But 
the understanding that conditions are not self, what that refers to is that conditions are just conditions, even the weather of our own moods, whether sunny or stormy, those moods are not self, right? I may be feeling unhappy. I do not have to cling to an identity of being an unhappy person. Um, nor do I have to cling to an ideal that I'm supposed to be happy. So we don't always like admitting that there's not a powerful being here inside of us that waves a wand to, to control uh, the impermanence, to control the unpredictability, except sometimes we actually feel relief when we realize we can't possibly be responsible for all of this because it's out of our control. So sometimes this, what gets called the third characteristic, sometimes, just like with permanence, sometimes impermanence is painful, sometimes impermanence is a relief, sometimes unpredictability, the ever-shifting, the uncontrollable nature, sometimes that's painful, sometimes it's, it's a pleasant surprise. And thirdly, this powerlessness, sometimes it is painful when we want to be able to control how something's going. Other times it's a relief to know, okay, I'm not in charge of that. So all of this to say that the first and second noble truth are not that life is suffering because it's impermanent, because it's unwieldy, and because it's ultimately out of our control. The Buddhist teachings are that suffering arises and suffering arises in particular condition, not particular conditions out in the world, but a particular condition, a particular uh, habit, a particular process we engage in called clinging. Suffering arises where there is clinging meaning where there is this reactionary attempt of the mind to, to stop time, right? We're having a nice time and we just don't want it to end, um, to uphold the shifting sands of circumstances or to sort of hold back the shifting sands of circumstances. Um, and generally just our attempts to, uh, any, any this clinging that creates these attempts to be in control of life based on our own likes and dislikes. So here we are at a time in history where depending on our conditions, our, where we live, our jobs, et cetera, we, we are experiencing grief and loss and pain um, as a result of COVID or other illnesses, or we may be experiencing stress on the other end. If, if we live in a part of the world where things are sort of starting to move back to quote unquote normal, um, we may be experiencing the reintroduction of some societal expectations that actually are stressful and maybe they never were a comfortable fit for you. Uh, maybe nothing in particular out there seems to be changing, but maybe, um, maybe you're suffering because of clinging to some ideal version of yourself. And that doesn't line up with the fact that, your own moods, your own motivation, your own energy level, all of these are variable um, and they don't obey our wishes. They don't obey um, this uh, willfulness, this sort of self-centered clinging onto an ideal version of ourselves. 
So anytime that we can let go of this clinging to wishes, even for a moment, we can experience freedom from suffering. And this is true, by the way, even for people who are very active in in helping to improve conditions where it's possible, right? So the most successful people in terms of being able to do valuable things in terms of social justice work, for example, these are not the people who are mistreating themselves and not sleeping at night and um, that kind of thing. The people who are most effective are, as what as some people call them, the, the the happy warriors, right? The people who who are charged with a sense of um, their love and compassion for other beings, and their love and compassion for themselves, and the the determination to be uh, to be part of, to participate in being a, a part of the goodness in the world. And so we can engage in the process of suffering or we can engage in the process of compassion. And um, and that takes uh, letting go of clinging. So meditation is, is, is a large part, is maybe for some people even the largest part of cultivating a mind who can be responsive rather than reactive to the world, who can engage in the world in a way that is cultivating goodness rather than clinging and suffering. Uh, Meditation helps us with this initially because the very act of turning our attention to meditation, even that in itself is a practice of letting go of clinging. Even if it's the just thinking about the struggle that it takes to allow ourselves to set aside the time to do it a few times a week or every day or whatever your personal schedule is, every time you do it, you're deliberately setting aside self-centered concerns uh, and um, the, or self-clinging concerns, I should say. And then... Sometimes it's just one breath at a time that we are practicing letting go, coming back, letting go, coming back. And over time, practice regularly, meditation helps us train the mind or does train the mind so that letting go of clinging becomes more reflexive or becomes more more well-conditioned, just like uh, clinging is a process that we participate in and we reinforce it by clinging again and again and again, by trying to satisfy cravings instead of trying to uproot craving by letting go of clinging. Um, the more that we can practice letting go of clinging, the more it becomes reflexive to notice, oh, I'm suffering. What am I clinging to? And just even in seeing that, it's almost like you know, you're trying to walk through a doorway and you get snagged and you look to say like, okay, did something just catch on my, my sweater, my shirt? What, how did I get snagged here? And when we learn to look at the state of our own minds, when we're suffering, we learn to see where we're snagged. Um, There's no point trying to continue to walk through the doorway, yelling at the conditions of the world that keep us hung up in the doorway. We have to look to see where we are snagged. And so that's what this uh, teaching of the first and second noble truths are about.
Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle. You are welcome to participate in the development of this podcast by leaving your comments or suggestions at anchor.fm slash deepsouthdharma. There's a place where you can leave me a voicemail. And then also, if you would like to support the podcast financially, you can do that at the level of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Again, you just go to anchor.fm slash deepsouthdharma. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.